This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. I want to talk to you, if you want to open up your Bibles to Psalms chapter number one. Brother uh, Jacob's back there, but Psalms chapter number one. And amen. So thankful that everybody is here today. Amen. So Psalms chapter number one. Um, Blessed is the man that walketh not. That's an important word right there. N-O-T. Not in the counsel of the ungodly. Um, We could stop right there. Let me just pause for a moment and say this. If you have ungodly counsel in your life, you need to step out of that in the name of Jesus. Um, If you have friends that are ungodly, um, you need to be the person influencing them for the kingdom of God. And you need to be careful of that relationship. And you need to be the influence towards Jesus Christ. You know how the best way to tell if somebody's a good influence or not a good influence? Start talking about Jesus all the time. You start talking about the Lord all the time, your, 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 your so-called friends will walk away. Am I right, Brother Robert? Your, your, your friends will walk away. Your so-called friends. But your godly friends will be drawn to that. May blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. This is why you don't take counsel from the ungodly. We're going to find out what the ungodly, this is why counsel from the ungodly is so Uh, We need to push that away. We need to test that spirit and make sure it's of a God when you receive counsel. The ungodly are not so, but are like a chaff which the wind driveth away. And therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Be careful who you take counsel from in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. been praying for the service here today, and uh, I believe the Lord, um, he has already done a tremendous work, and we need to stand on that, like I said. But I, I believe we need to take it just another step here today in his word. And um, I'm going to just be very, um, I don't know how I'll be here today in this message Last week, the message started one way and ended another way. So today, we're just going to go for it. But I'm here to tell you today, life is not a game. There are too many people believe social media is a game. Life is a game. Relationships are a game. Can I just be honest? I, let me just say this. Um, there's a spirit in this world that people are open to. And it's a, it's a spirit of the Antichrist because what it does is it gets people's mind thinking that anything goes in this world. And there's anything that, uh, anything that we do as long as it's our truth. That is a lie from the devil, y'all. I had somebody tell me, well, it's just my truth. I said, well, I don't know anything about that truth. 
but I know the, the truth is the word of Jesus Christ. This is this thing. There's, this, this is not a game. Our worship is not a game. How you come to God is not a, is not a, it's not a game. It's, it's, it's not a time to, to play with God. And that's why I felt the presence of the Lord speak to me that we need to pray against backsliding because the devil doesn't mind you coming to church. Hear me right now. He doesn't care if you worship. Brother, he doesn't care if you get up on the keyboard. He doesn't care I'm up here preaching. As long as my spirit's not right, he doesn't care what I proclaim. Because the Bible teaches us about uh, salt and fresh water, bitter water and fresh water. I can speak the things of God, but I can have salt water, salt, bitter water, if you will, in that. And my spirit would be wrong. I, I've been in, in, uh, in messages and hear people proclaim to God, but I knew there was, a, there was an underlying tone of, of persuasion coming from that speaker that there was an ulterior motive with it. You see, the Bible is a powerful tool that people will use to persuade you. And they stand on the word of God, but really the heart is far from God. That's why Bible says in Psalms 1, you got to be careful who you take counsel from. You see, Adam and Eve in the garden, they took counsel from the devil. It sounded like God, but it wasn't. It wasn't from the Lord. So life is not a game. Today is not a game. We like to have a good time. I love to joke around. I love to have a good time. I love to... Uh, do the things in life. I love to go fishing. I love to uh, see a basketball game. I love to do this, and I love to be a part of different things that this world has to offer, but I, I, I can't look at my life as just a game. It is what I set before my eyes is important. What I allow things in my home is, in, is important. Dedication and consecration unto Jesus Christ is not a game. It's not, a, it's not something to play with. And many people are playing with God. And we play on our, the emotions of God, an emotion of God's people. Bible teaches us that life and death is in the power of a decision in your speech. Salt plus fresh water is salt water. Hear me right now. Salt and fresh water combined is salt water. Bible says in James chapter number 3, doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olive berries? I've never seen that before. Either a vine or figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh water. It is either salt water or fresh water. It can't be both. I've ministered differently over the past few weeks, and we're just going to try to drive some things home today. Gospel, and you put garbage with the gospel, it's gar garbage perceived. People will see right through when you pollute the gospel of Jesus Christ. In a world that wants everybody to be real and be honest, and they can see and want people to be transparent, 
people of God need to be transparently honest with themselves and say, I am a sinner saved by the grace of God. I stand before you today as somebody that, that is not perfect, but I am forgiven. I can stand on the forgiving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no time to dirty the gospel. There's no time to pollute the gospel. There's no time to try to make money off the gospel. There's no time to, to, to make decisions that, that will pad your stats when it comes to the things of God. Well, I invited so many people to the house of God. I won so many people to the Lord. You didn't win nobody to the Lord. The Lord drew them. It's only by the grace of God that he chose to use you. I have encountered many young men in the ministry and they, they feel pride that comes on them because they have arrived. You haven't arrived. The older I get, the more I preach, I realize I have not arrived. There's always somebody that knows more than me. Just ask my dad. He'll tell you. So what is truth? How do I understand where truth is coming from and who do I look to to receive truth? Well, the first thing remains, it's the word of God. The word of God is already settled. Hear me today. The word of God is already settled. You find somebody that digs into the word of God and submits to the word of God, I will show you a disciple and a boldness in somebody. That is the difference between a disciple maker and somebody that's in and out, backsliding, can't get a hold of life, is somebody that has the word of God settled in your life. That is. So here's, I'm going to come against some thoughts today of this world. There are some many pervasive things that are happening and being said in this world. And if you're on any, any if you're around anybody or, or in, on social media or just in tune to the things of this world, um, you, you'll find these things. And, and uh, I'm not afraid to speak truth here today. So I'm going to just talk about what truth really is in just a, uh, in, 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 in a way that I hope that we can understand. Now, we understand that the world exists. Right, uh, we see these walls. We see Earth. We walk, drive down the road. This Earth exists. That is a fact. It's a fact that this world exists. And the Bible says we know who made the world. That is a fact. Uh, nobody can change my mind that the world exists because I, I'm walking on it. I can see it. I can feel the dirt. I know what it's frozen. I know what it looks like. I, 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 I can breathe in the air that, is, that this world has. I can, it allows me to, to have life. The Bible says in the first few chapters of the Bible how everything has grown from the earth and where it has come from and, 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 and what our, who our maker is. And we, we find that that is a truth and the fact of the matter that this earth, earth is here. It is This world exists objectively, independently of ways we think uh, independently of the ways we think about it or describe it, the earth exists. It does not matter if you like this earth or not, the earth exists. That's the fact. The way you feel about it doesn't matter, the earth still exists. It does not matter what you feel about the Bible or what you think about the Bible, it still exists and it still is true and it's factual. It does not matter, well, I don't understand what that Bible says about this. Well, the Bible says study to show thyself approved. Study. If you don't understand it, read a little bit more. God will give you the wisdom and the knowledge to know what it is saying. 
to you in your life. Our thoughts and claims are about the world. We can't change the world with our words. But what we think of the world and what we think about the things are our thoughts and our ideas of a factual thing. So let me get scientific on you. And I'm not very scientificated. A truth maker. The truth maker principle expresses the ontological aspect of the neoclassical, this is big words for me, correspondence theory. I said that because we got some students over here from IBC, and I, I use the word theory today. And um, so, and I'm using some Bible, so tell your instructors you heard something good today. Not merely must truth obtain in virtue of word-to-world relations, relations, but there must be a thing that makes each thing true, or each truth true. Then there's a theory called the, co uh, the coherence theory. Uh, so I'm going to put this kind of in a slogan form, if you will. It's a belief, a belief is true if and only if it's part of a coherent system of beliefs. And that's where this world is. If you just simply believe that it's true, then it's true. Here's what it is. This is the pervasive look of the society. If I think I'm a donkey, I'm a donkey. If I think I'm a woman, I'm a woman. If I think I'm a man, I'm a man. I don't think I've ever said this from the pulpit. You, you are what God made you. You can't change who you are. You can change the opinion of who you think you are, but you can't change who you are, who God made you. So there's this theory in this world, and it's the spirit of, of the Antichrist that that tries to get people to think differently about the factual things of God's creation. They will try to sway you to an opinion that that's not really God the way God created you and what it really is. And, I, and I, you know, there's people, pastors going to jail for this kind of talk right now. But the transgender mentality, what that is, that is an attack from the devil and a check from the spirit of the Antichrist to get you to believe that God's creation does not exist. He is trying to sway the facts of the matter. He is trying to get people to sway, to sway them with the facts that you can be whoever you want to be. No matter, you can call yourself this or call yourself that. That is nowhere in the Bible. Bible is what we stand on today. So I do not subscribe to the coherence theory. I describe or subscribe to the word of God. And it's not a theory, it is fact. It is fact. We were at Washington, D.C. and I just about embarrassed my wife who was in D.C. And they have these wonderful uh, Smithsonian museums. And uh, it's incredible to see different things in the museum and they had this scientist and, um, at this exhibit, and he was talking about the Big Bang Theory. Again, I said Big Bang Theory. And there was a big crowd, around, and I saw these kids listening to this scientist, how the world was created and all these things come out. And I just got really upset about that, and I started inching my way closer. I said, I have a word I need to share with this group. Let me give them some fact. And my wife said, you need to hush up. 
Did you not? She said, she grabbed me by the arm. She said, you need to just be quiet. I said, that ain't nothing but a lie from the devil. I got two, I got a that's right and amen, a few people laughing. But it doesn't bother you that our children are being, I'm just going on a soapbox here today, I guess, that our children are being taught things are not of the word of God. That's an agenda. We need to be mindful of the things that are being taught to our young people. Be mindful of the things that we are allowing in our mind that will pollute the very factual thing that God is the thing that makes everything go around. Let's go to John chapter number 1. In the beginning was, come on now, in the, was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. When I get up in the morning, my beginning should be the Word. And I should talk about the Word. And the Word should be with me. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. You know why the world is trying to change the things of God? Because they can't understand God. I said they can't understand God. So the darkness of the world will come up with its own agenda to try to pollute the idea that God even exists. I'm here to tell you that we need to come against the spirit that is trying to infiltrate the church that, that God is really not on the throne and, and oh, it makes me just feel good for a while. I need a child of God that would stand with me and say, I know Jesus is alive. I know his word is true. I will stand upon the promises of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do I have a witness in this room here today that will walk out of this building and say, I'm a child of God. I've been changed. I've been bought with a price. I've been healed. I've been sanctified. People tell me that there's no God. I said, let me prove to you there is a God. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see let me tell you who Jesus is. These scars that used to be wounds, he is healed. And now I live as a testimony unto the saving power in the name of Jesus Christ. Name of Jesus, I, I believe that and I know that Jesus still heals. When he healed blind Bartimaeus, that was not a one-time event. He healed again. He not only healed the lame man, but he, he healed the, uh, the man by the pool of Bethesda. He, he healed many times over and over. And the Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that tells me that God is still a healer. And let me be a witness that God has healed my body. But even more importantly, that God has healed my mind many times over. He's healed my heart many times over. When, I, when the Spirit will come up, 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 upon my flesh and upon my mind, I say, God, heal me of that. And guess what he does? He comes down with his infinite wisdom. And I don't know how he does it. He just heals. He just begins to do things that I have never seen before or never thought he could. In him was life, and the light, and life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The devil will tell you that you will never comprehend the word of God. And I will never understand everything. And I submit to that. We don't need to look at the word of God and say, well, I'll never know it, so I might as well not even start. No, 
the way we need to I submit to God that I will never know everything. But show me what you want to show me. Show me what you want to show me today. Let your word and the bread of life come alive in me. There was a man sent from God, verse number 6, whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. I am not the light of this world. Hear me today. The pastor is not the light of the world. My title, it's just a title, to be honest with you. People look at me differently when they think I'm the pastor. It's kind of funny. People, they, they, they get scared. I remember what it felt like. I get nervous going into pastor's office. Ooh, what's this about? And I, I, I'm nothing to be nervous about because I'm not the light of this world, but I know Jesus is the light. And we, when people come in contact with me, you need to know that Jesus has got to be, be everything to us. And, and if you have a need, I'm going to introduce you to Jesus. Uh, if you have a sorrow, if you have, a, have a debt, a, a something in your spirit, you need, you need help, I'm going to give you Jesus. If, if you have a sickness in your body, I'm going to give you Jesus. Uh, I'm just a, just a somebody that has a little bit of Jesus, and, and I can pray for you. And when I pray for you, I'm going to pray for you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because there is truth, there is power, and there is healing in the name of Jesus. You know, people don't like to hear advice from the pastor. They'd rather hear from somebody according to the things of this world because it's easy. You can believe whatever you want to believe. When it comes to the word of God, you have to submit. I said you have to submit to the word of God. There's a difference. I can go and get opinions from 50 people. And I will go and I'll find the one that I like best. That's the problem. I said that's the problem. We need to be people that says, I don't, I'm going to tune out the things of this world and I'm going to go to a man of God or a woman of God and to his word and I'm going to measure the advice that I get from the man of God to the word of God. And if the man of God ain't right and it's not right with his word, you need to find another man of God that will speak to your life. <laughs> now don't leave. Read on just a little bit in John. Here we go. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Think about that for a second. This is, this is a simple message here today. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. That's the same thing that's happening today. God shows his glory and his own received him not. When I said that I felt chains were breaking in this room, I believe chains were falling at the feet of the people that are in this room. But there were some that felt the presence of God that received him not. I felt that in the presence of God. Felt that some put a wall up, maybe because it was me. Maybe because of the situation, maybe because of pride, because of fear, whatever it is, that is nothing but the work of the devil. It's not, it's not you per se, it's the spirit that's behind that causes us to have those actions, those feelings. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came into his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, 
To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his, here it is, his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Here it is again. You have to be born not of flesh. You can't be born of your own will. You have to be born of the will of God. Not my will, but thy will be done. What it is, it talk about a servant being submitted to the word and the power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory of the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 2 Timothy chapter number 2. I think I'll only go for another hour and a half. 2 Timothy. Where's Damalami when I need him? Saying praise the Lord. Hear me today. There's a voice in this world that is crying out for your soul. This is a matter of life and death. This is not a game. You cannot afford to be ignorant of the devices of the devil. Hear me right now. You cannot afford to be ignorant. I'm not calling anybody stupid. I said you need to educate yourself in the word. You need to get into the word of God and know what the word of God says. So when things of this world come against you to eat up your flesh, it's and falls. This is what I know. The devil can't take a bite out of something that's full of the Holy Ghost. Hear me right now. The devil can't take a bite out of something that's full of the Holy Ghost. Something that's sanctified and holy unto the Lord. He will stumble and he will fall. All right. 2 Timothy chapter number 2. Verse number one, there, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. There it is, in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warth entangled himself with the affairs of his life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if any man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except to strive lawfully. I'm getting somewhere. And the husband that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say. The Lord give thee understanding in all things. That's what we need to pray. God, uh, give me understanding in all things. Remember that Christ Jesus of the seed of David was, ri was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer even unto bonds. But the word of God is not, somebody finish that, is not bound. It is not bound. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying. I believe there are seven faithful sayings throughout the scripture. It is a wonderful study. It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Let me say that again. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. In other words, my will has to die. My flesh has to die so I might live with the presence of God. It's time to shake ourselves of selfish desires, and selfish wants, selfish things. It's time to rid us, rid of ourselves of the things that has. We are blind when it comes to our own things. It's easy to point at somebody else's plank 
it's easy to point at somebody else's sliver of, of wood and stone that's in their eye. But when it comes to our own planks and when it comes to our own fault shortcomings, we fall short to understand how in a world that could ever happen to us. Far be it for me to think that I am perfect, but I can go to a perfect Savior. And I can go to that perfect Savior and He will show me the planks. He will show me the heartache. He will show me the things that are coming against me. And then when I submit to what He says, and because if I, if I pray and I do things in the world, I can go to talk to my friends at work and I go to talk to people and they will side with me and say, you know what, it's alright. It's going to be okay. You just hang in there. The Bible sometimes doesn't tell me that it's going to be okay and hang in there. Sometimes He says, get up, get up off your feet. Put on the armor of the Lord Jesus Christ and Stand there for. Stand there for. The Bible says, or the people in this world will say, you just need to go home and just take a rest and, you know, drink a bottle of gin and everything will be okay. You just do this and just, you need to relax. I had somebody tell me, and they were part of this church, and I was baffled. They actually told me, Pastor, I just need to smoke a joint after work. And I said, what in the world are you talking about? You don't understand. Days are tough. And I just need to go home and relax. I said, man, open the word of God. There is rest where the weary can find rest. And I, that's getting into the church, y'all. The world's mentality is getting into the church. If you think... A, can I just, I'm just saying, if you think a joint will satisfy your soul, you're wrong. Let me go to this side. If you think a bottle of gin will satisfy your soul, you're wrong. If you think a relationship with a young man or a young woman will solve all your problems, you're wrong. Let me go back over here. If you think Hollywood will solve all your problems, you're wrong. It will leave you longing for more. But the same principle is found in the word of God. If I long for him, I'll wake up the next day longing more. I said I will wake up the next day longing more. There's a principle that the Bible understands how God, or the devil understands how God made us. If he can get us emotionally attached to something, we'll want more of that thing. He understands that. So he can get you emotionally attached to anything in this world. Then you'll want more of that and more of that. And you'll feed into it. Because the devil knows if you get attached to the word of God, you'll start wanting more of the word. I was, I was talking to Robert this week. I know, brother, you don't like it when I bring you up. Two weeks in a row. I'm going to get a trifecta before you go on vacation. We're going to bring you up next week. He said, I, I got into the word and I woke up the next day wanting to read more. That's what the word of God does. That's what the word of God does. But the devil is not, in, he, he's not ignorant of that. If he can get you along in something in the world, he knows you will want that more. If he can get your flesh to desire something more of this world, you will want to do it more and more. So we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. And we're not ignorant of the, of the devices of this world. Bible says it is a faithful saying, verse number 11, 2 Timothy, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign. <laughs> yeah, I want to reign with the Lord. I said I want to reign with the Lord. 
I know how the story ends, and I want to be on the winning side. I want to be submitted to the winner. I want to be submitted to the king. I want to be submitted to the Lord God Almighty. If we deny him, he also. There goes your favor. Here's why people are always up and down. You know, it, I'm weary of the spirit on social media. Maybe I'm, I'm on a social media soapbox right now. Is that I'm weary of people calling, thank you for the favor of God, when, 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 but they're not living for the Lord. They kind of start to claim in favor of God, but it's not really favor. It, 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 they convolute things, and people say, well, I've been praying, I've been seeking God, God's on, but you'll see them next week in the club or the next week doing things they ought not to be doing. I'm going to preach against the spirit of the backslider, and you need to know and educate yourself in the Word of God and to stand upon the Word of God, even when you may not understand it fully. The Bible says obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. May not understand everything here is the word, but I'm going to be obedient to it. That's why we have to submit to it. That's the spirit that that the, the, the devil is trying to get. He, you're trying to find an opinion. Well, this is the way Paul did it. Well, this is the way John did it. And we debated whether or not Paul and John did different things. And well, they didn't. They didn't like each other. There were some disciples that didn't like each other. And John was very competitive, and he outran everybody else. And, and he bragged on himself, and he, all this stuff. And we we talk about whether who likes what and what's going on. And, but what I find throughout Scripture, the one thing that was always uh, that was always the silver lining, if you will, that Jesus was in charge of it all. Uh huh. Yeah. The revelation of Jesus is soon to come. If I just keep on reading, charting of Genesis chapter 1, it's about Jesus Christ coming into, coming into this place. And Jesus Christ coming to living and dying and then taking, taking the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And, and all these things, the miracle signs and wonders are going to follow them. That belief, that is the kind of spirit and that is the kind of the word of the God that I choose to subscribe to. If we believe not, verse number 13, yet ye abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to not to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. And then verse number 15, close with this. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Now, what are you saying, pastors, for all this? What I'm saying today is if you're not in the word of God, you need to get into the word of God. You want the favor of God? Open up this word. Get in the word of God. If it's been a long time since you read a little bit, you need to read a little bit. If the only time you read the Bible is on these screens, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Y'all, y'all, I felt some of your minds already go there. It's time to get in the word of God because that is the found, that is the cornerstone, that is the foundation for living for him. Let me read again Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. How do you make sure that you're walking in the counsel of the godly? Here's over here, it is right here. And here it is. I I remember my dad preaching. You need to read the word of God. I said, Oh, this again. Can you come up with something else? But it's right here. Everything I need is right here in the Word of God. We say, Pastor, it won't pay the bills. Uh, yeah, it will. You say, 
well, I have to work. Well, God will provide you a job, and God will make a way when it seemeth to be no way. As the Bible says, he, he will make a way. He said, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm estranged from my family. Well, the Bible gives you steps on how to make things right. Pastor, I'm a prodigal. Well, there's a whole parable about that in the Bible on how to come back to the Lord. I've walked away from God, and I, I don't. It's a long road back. It's really not a long road back. Hear me today. It's really not a long road back. It's 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 just a it's just an altar experience. It's just a, a a time that says I choose not to live this way anymore. Now I'm going to walk with God. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Let's stand together. This is a perhaps a little bit different here today. But what I'm saying is this is not a game. You need to be careful who you counsel with. You need to be careful. I think in most homes right now, Hollywood does most counseling in our home. I said, I said it's typically what it, the way it is in most, most homes, it seems like. Hollywood is doing all the counseling. You know, you get your, get your thoughts on how to view the world through your news, media, and outlets. No matter what news outlet, whether you get your news from Facebook, be careful what you believe. Be careful what you believe. Hear me right now. Be careful what you believe. Here's, I, I think the world and the church can get so caught up in the things of the world that we'll get emotional about things and, and, and get so tied up into things that we negate the things of the Word of God and what the Word says. But Pastor, you don't understand. Now, I may not, but I know what the Word says, how to handle this. And we don't want to submit to what the Word of God says. We'd rather submit to our emotions that's been brought out by a situation. Here's, as a church, what we need to be is that we can't have mixed messages coming out of the body of Christ. Hear me right now. There's no time for mixed messages. There's no time. What do you mean by that? What I mean is we can't have a pocket of believers over here calling themselves believers and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and going out lying, cheating, and, and causing all kinds of problems and putting, putting Lifeway as their name upon it all. We got time for that. You want to be in leadership and be a part of ministry in this church? You need to put the name of Jesus Christ on everything. Submit to the things of God, and then we'll see when fruit starts showing up. There's no time for mixed messages. Let me just tell you a very clear message right now. This church believes there is one God, and Jesus is his name. I said there is not, there's not a trinity. Nowhere in the word of God it talks about the trinity. It talks about Jesus Christ. One God. We baptized in that one singular name, in the name of Jesus. That's a clear message. When you go down in the water, we say in Jesus' name. We believe that when you come up out of that water, God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The evidence of the Holy Ghost is speaking in other tongue. The Bible talks about it. 
I was about being filled with the Holy Ghost. If you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The start of the church was in the book of Acts. The first thing that happened before the church was launched, people began to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I cannot be anointed without the Holy Ghost moving in our life. It's a clear sound. I believe in holiness. Somebody say amen. Holiness of the mind, the spirit, and the soul that will bear its fruit outwardly with outward holiness. Somebody say amen. I believe this church needs to be set apart from the things of this world. We do not do events around here just to do an event. I, the Bible tells us three things that the book of Acts did. They gathered together in breaking of bread, and prayers, and fellowship, right? Word of God, and fellowship. And I, I believe all those things are in order. And each, each has to have its own place. But when we get too sideways, we feel like we got to have this and we got to have that and all these things. And, and uh, we got to be careful we're not swayed too far one way or another. We need to stay essentially focused on what the Word of God calls the church to be. We're going to build a new building in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. I said we're going to build a new building in Jesus' name. And it's going to be built for Him. Not for somebody's agenda. Not for somebody's thing. We're going to build it for the kingdom of God. We're going to close on this property. I'm praying in the next 60 days. We're going to close on that property. We're going to, we're going to build, a, build a structure for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want it to be a light that's shining in this community for Jesus. That's the only reason why we're doing it is for Jesus. To exalt his name. So we're going to pray. I'm going to ask God to, to minister to us right now. And I want, if there's anything that's keeping you surrendering completely to the Lord Jesus Christ it's time to speak to it and put it aside I'm not going to do that no more Lord you're going to help me I'll push, forgive me God and I'm going to walk away if you've had ungodly counsel you're going to walk away from that relationship you know what let me just say this if people are walking away from you maybe you're the one that un has ungodly counsel nobody wants to preach like that Nobody's talking to me anymore. Maybe you're the one that's got the ungodly counsel and people are peeling away from. So therefore, you need to look at yourself and say, God, if there's anything wrong in me, if I have lost my savor, if I have lost my salt, God, help me. So we're going to pray. And it's God to minister to us right now. Let's push aside everything, every weight and every sin that so easily Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.